When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, hour three of Lori and Julia here on this sunny Thursday afternoon on MyTalk 1071 Everything Entertainment, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Check us out on the MyTalk app. And speaking of the app, it's your last chance to register for April prizes and listener rewards. You can still enter to win a visit to Weeping Willows Acres or that micro one-room makeover. You could also get gift cards to Caribou Coffee, Bachman's Aveda, and more. So go to MyTalk1071.com to get registered so that you can get loot for listening all sorts of prizes let's kick off thank you oh my gosh you guys it's so bad the comments lucille ball has been trending all day why why are people so mean um julia because people it just makes them mad all over again at the idea that nicole kidman is playing lucille ball and one, the facial flexibility is what the number one thing that people have against Nicole Kidman playing Lucy, who has one of the most famous expressive faces in all of Hollywood. It'd be like me. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to emote expression right now. <laughs> right, right. Not a lot happens. But it, it's so, like, so much that just four hours ago, Lucille Ball Jr., Lucy's and Desi's yes. daughter, has taken to Instagram to just say she is going to be great, blah, 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 blah. But people are just, like, tweeting Lucille Ball's terrible bronze statue in her hometown that is notorious it's considered one of it the is. worst it statues is. yes isn't ever. that in upstate new york or yes something? Yeah. i think yeah, so I and uh, deborah messing in the last season of will mm-hmm. and grace last year they did a whole i love lucy it's uncanny how much she looks like her and she's really getting people are like have you seen lucille ball oh wow and I mean Deborah Messing, you can't she does the Vitamega Vigabin Mitch, whatever that mm-hmm. thing was. She is literally the spitting image of Lucy in I Love Lucy. Wow. I mean you like when you look at it, you're like mm-hmm. you which one is it? Oh and they're like, Oh, this looks like Taylor Swift in red curls. This I mean people are so all day long. So Lucille Ball Senior has taken to yes, uh, leave her alone. To tell us. Um, leave her alone. Okay, Willie Nelson, happy birthday. Happy Michelle birthday. Pfeiffer, it's her birthday today. And happy birthday. Willie is eighty eight. Michelle Pfeiffer is sixty three. Mm-hmm. He wants yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. And Willie. for our friend. PVS, you know who you oh, are. Oh, yeah, our friend happy Peggy birthday. Van Sickle. It's her birthday today, Van Sickle, today too. happy birthday. Okay, uh, Tom 
Clancy's. We've talked a little bit about how Tom Clancy's got a, a new movie. It's going it, to right now two movies. Michael B. Jordan is uh, coming up to play, and it's his first action thriller. It's called Without Remorse, and it is going to be on Amazon. Okay, tomorrow, and okay. he really. I guess I would say this is his first action thriller. He's not done this. He's playing, you know, this C- a CIA hero, yeah, hero yeah, of John yeah, yeah. Clancy. I don't know which which exact character is this, but um, it's a two-picture deal. And, of course, he's probably hoping for a movie franchise if this is a success. Absolutely. So why not? Let's listen to a, from People's Sexiest Man Alive, uh, Michael B. Jordan. One of the hardest-working names in Hollywood and with no plans of slowing down. Michael B. Jordan starring in his first action thriller, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. I'm going to make it right. Lots, lots of explosives and artillery. How did you prepare for this role and how is John Kelly different than other roles you've played? We uh, had to train specifically for it. Now, John Kelly, you know, he you know, suffered great loss of being able to, you know, take that pain and that hurt and, and unleash it on anyone and anything that, you know, comes his way was an interesting role to play. And one of those scenes, you're doing an interrogation basically inside of a burning car. What was it like shooting that scene? Very, very hot. Like you would think, okay, cool. I'm like 15 feet away from the flames. I'm fine. And you slowly feel like your eyebrows and eyelashes starting to singe and curl up because <laughs> the, heat, the heat is so intense. It's oh. always these CIA guys. They always are suffering from a loss. You know, they're oh, they're always their broken. family's been killed. Yes. You know, they're whatever. Yes. There's always yes. something. So anyway, he. I think he is so sexy. I love him. Just love him. I think he we, is something. He he mm-hmm. really is. And when you look at everything that he's, he's done, been in everything. Well, and they showed a cute um, clip. I think it was at the Academy Awards. He and Amanda Seyfried were both on All My Children the same year. Oh, I didn't Michael know that. Michael B. Jordan was on that yeah. show for like a year. And Amanda, playing the daughter of somebody. Folks were such a good spot for people to start I know. Out. All right, just here's one more little thing for Michael B. Jordan. Jordan breaking onto the scene as a teen. His first recurring role on the HBO hit The Wire. I appreciate all the roles that you've played, but whenever I see you, I still think of Wallace. Damn, Wallace. Wallace. That's a huge compliment, you know, like 20 years later, and it's still, you know, you know, people are still impacted, and they still they still see Lil Wallace. It lets me know I haven't changed the way I look too much, so that's good. Right. Now, no stranger to playing tough guys like Black Panther's Killmonger. <laughs> Chief John Kelly and Killmonger, both former U.S. Navy SEALs. Could you see how Without Remorse could kind of be like a an origin story or prequel to Killmonger's story? We served the country that didn't love us back because we believed in what it could be. We fought for what America could be. I could see something like that. That that uh that that would make sense. That was very sweet of Michael B. Jordan to say that, Absolutely. wasn't it? Because it's like, huh, what? that question? Yeah. I'm like going, what? That is a weird question. And yeah, it yeah. really was. And it's interesting that he, you know, The Wire, that's why he left all my children, just did the one year because he went to The Wire. Oh, that is one. He's really never stopped working. No, I believe Since all it. my right. children, he was like 15. And now Jeez. he's like, sexy. And he's hot. I think we do have one more, right. Okay. Yeah, we do.
world continues to mourn the loss of Chadwick Boseman, Jordan continues to be inspired by his late friend. And seeing his performance in my reigns, in hindsight, looking at it, so emotional. You know, you're looking at the last performance that he gave, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, it says a lot. And I think, I think, you know, Oscar, no Oscar, you know, I think, I think he won, you know, I think, I think he, you know, the way he inspires people in the way he inspired us, you know, around the world, uh, you know, is something that has changed me for the rest of my life. The Black Panther franchise Aww. moving forward with a sequel slated for release next summer, but Jordan tight lipped on whether Killmonger will make a second appearance. All right, there Depends we go. On how well this uh, Without Remorse does, because uh-huh. he might be filming another uh, Tom Clancy. Could be doing this. I mean, he's really probably you know, booked up for the next oh, five years. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. You know what I'm wanting to come back is, what was the one with um, John Krasinski, Krasinski. Krasinski on Amazon? Why haven't we seen that one? Jack, Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan, yeah. Because that, we watched it that was out last summer. So was that it, already just then? Yeah, God, it, it feels like it was summer. years ago. No, it was just last summer. Amazon's been slow. On well, but people remember we're getting we're going to hit a lull for some stuff because the there COVID was no filming. Down. Yeah, the COVID. But I'm just down. thinking Amazon really feels behind to me in um, compared to what I don't know. Is that just me? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I agree with you, Julia. Yeah, I haven't used Amazon Prime to I, watch a hot show. I haven't. In a long time. Mm-hmm. Nope. I even peeked at it last night to see if there were any surprises. Yeah, there's right. nothing. I there's nothing right. there. Oh, I see. You mean I'm as far saying as that as far new as content. new content. Yeah. And we loved that Kate Beckinsale thing, you mm-hmm. know, when she was that person trying to find them her missing husband. Yeah. That was one and done. I mean, right. they did some great stuff, but it's like they don't have any new content. Slow moving, yeah. Apparently they've been focused on keeping the world fed last year or something. I, whatever. Going That's to the shipping going all those Mars. Basket, baskets or boxes everywhere. Um well I've got a little update on, you know, our boyfriend Taylor Kitch. Oh gosh, where is he? And why doesn't he call? Well, let's keep this uh, Canadian. He's forty, Lori. I know no. it. He is um, Taylor Kitsch is in a movie for Amazon called The Terminal List. Okay, and um, I think Chris Pratt is in it too. They both are in it, and um, he he's got kind of long hair. And a beard mm-hmm. in it, and um, kind of in, looks, in ter- looks Waco like. Very in the <clears throat> here's what it is in the terminalist. Chris Pratt plays a Navy SEAL whose platoon gets ambushed, and he starts to think he's being set up. Taylor is his best friend, a former SEAL who's now in the CIA Special Forces, and tries to help Chris figure out what went wrong and why. In real life, Navy SEALs have to keep their hair short and their facial hair. To a minimum, which is why Chris Pratt looks real clean and right, whatever. And right. um, anyway, so Taylor is out of it, and so right. Amazon is obviously doing some stuff with this type of storytelling because okay. that's being filmed in Canada right now. And Taylor's last role was in a series called Shadow Play, released last year. And back in October, he told the Hollywood Reporter he wants to do more indie projects, and maybe that's why he's kept. A lower profile as he's just more selective. All he right. directed a movie called Pieces that he's trying to get financing. So maybe taking something opposite Chris Pratt in an Amazon right. thing is a way to get that made. You know, get some of the passion projects made. Mm-hmm. But he looks real cute at lunch yesterday in his Canada hat.
He's cute. Yeah, he really so is. So cute. He's so sexy. Uh, Roman Polanski is going to make a new movie uh, for an Italian film oh, company. Somebody's still giving him money. Yes, it's Italian film company. The same. It's called The Palace, and it's an ensemble cast set in a Swiss hotel. Who's going to... The Woody Allen movie. It does. The, the movie... Um, no, it'll be shot in France, but it'll supposed to be in Switzerland. It's being funded by this Italian company. His wife will be in it. And we've never seen an officer and a spy because no American distributor would um, right. do it. it. And that movie starred Jean Dujardine. Oh, yes, yes, yes. From The so, Artist. Yeah, so Polanski, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he does make good movies. And maybe Mira Farrow will be in this movie. Remember she flew? How ironic she flew like 15 why years ago to be London to defend him. With, yeah, why? I don't Isn't get that. it kind of ironic totally, with everything with her daughter? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he's 87 now, and that movie's called The Palace, and maybe it'll be full of French actors. Like, Well, we wish him well. Yeah, okay, there you go. All right, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Long time no see. I know, right? Yes. It's been a hot second. Well, we got to talk about a Scientology story that was just published in The Hollywood Reporter. Tell us. And this is all about Scientology's production work in Hollywood and the insidious way that they recruit actors into their organization. Okay, talk. So, Scientology has some big production facilities, if you are not aware. And one of those facilities is right on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, in the neighborhood of Los Feliz. They purchased a public television site for $45 million back oh, in 2011. That's just, that was huge news at the time because people were upset that they had the most money to buy it because yep. it's such a great state-of-the-art facility facility that a lot of other people, people. had access yep. to. Yeah, like a, a lot of actual production companies wanted to have access to that. Yeah. So... They bought that for $45 million. And this is in addition to all of the other presents that Scientology has in just that neighborhood alone. Mm-hmm. They have another place down on Sunset Boulevard. There's a celebrity center that's on Franklin Avenue in Los Angeles that's fairly close. But you're right, Lori. That place has 20 editing suites and 21 special effects stations, control rooms, music studios, mixing rooms. It's a whole studio. Basically, and Tom Cruise paid for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. And this is separate. Then the church's gold base headquarters, where they have Golden Era Productions out in Hemet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Where Shelley? Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Where, where Shelley? Yeah. So they're talking about in this Hollywood Reporter story how production of film and television has been intertwined with Scientology from the very beginning. L. Ron Hubbard, he wrote a bunch of Hollywood scripts. You know, and that was his thing, telling he stories. Thought, yeah, he, and I feel like Leah Rem- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Germany told us that she did like so-called acting classes like teaching people how we're yeah. going to help you get a SAG card and doing this but yes. it was just a blatant thing to try and get people to sign up for Scientology and, and, pay, start, paying and start paying for courses well you're exactly yeah. right so in this story Leah Remini goes into a little bit of detail about some of these workshops acting seminars where the church would regularly hold these at that celebrity center facility and that was part of her duties yeah, and it was a recruiting tool. So it would be technique classes, personal branding lessons. You get to meet and greet with Scientology industry professionals. And Lee Remini said about teaching the seminar that she actually put together a course and she genuinely wanted to teach young people about acting. But Lee Remini says that she was pushed by Scientology officials to refocus on selling ty- Scientology services and courses. That's right. Yeah, so she says doing acting seminars was to sell books and to sell Scientology services, and it wasn't for the purpose of helping actors. Mm -mm. She says that phrases like, quote, raw meat and bodies in the shop were used intentionally as a way to describe potential recruits. She also said that Scientology reps would be in the room during these classes and intervene to talk with attendees, so giving them basic tests and pushing entry-level courses on them. And ads for these seminars would run in magazines, online, and would promise that Scientology would bring Hollywood success. And then are they making Scientology movies and recruitment things at this place? Probably. And Mm -hmm. they're probably going and advertising and back casting or whatever that back lot or whatever the trade thing is. Saying that they're filming stuff and then they get there and it's an actor from not L.A. And they're like, oh, what's a Scientology? I mean, I wouldn't I'm sure that they recruit like that. They're hiring actors oh, for sure. real productions. Oh, sure. Yeah, because, Lori, you mentioned they listed stuff in a trade called backstage backstage that's what's going back a lot well you know yeah, same, same, thing. But, yeah, same thing essentially but backstage is a casting website where you can get that there are websites in hollywood mm-hmm. where where you can get legitimate jobs right and that's one of them and they would be deliberately obtuse in their listing that these things were being filmed in the Scientology production lots. So like the Scientology movie, because you sure. go into one of those centers and they're showing you all kinds of videos. and You can go in the one right downtown St. Paul. Don't go in there. No. There's no bodies. There's mm-hmm. just videos playing yeah. in the old science museum. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then they're like trying to cast people. But I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like somebody in Scientology fought and got um, that they had to pay them uh, guild wages. Yeah. Well, here's one of the things that's really insidious about Scientology looking for recruits Mm -hmm. in the world of acting auditions is that Scientology representatives would hang outside of central casting. That's an actual place. It's not just like a term that we throw around. It's like, well, they just came from central casting. It is an actual place. It is an actual place. I never knew that. that. I I always just thought... We're going to go to Central Cat. I don't right. know. I, I never just, knew. I, I thought it was all either, over Holly. town where yeah. the audition was. Right. It, you thought that it was like a metaphor for Hollywood. Right. No, right. Central Casting is an actual, actual place. Okay. It's in Burbank. 
And you can go there, and that's how you can get looped into being an extra for various mm. projects. And you can get access to jobs, and it's just kind On of... On your way to a SAG card, sure. that might be your first yeah. stop. okay. <laughs> exactly. And Scientology knew that, though. Uh-huh. So they would be hanging out, targeting actors who are lined up to be extras, and promising them jobs... And helping them securing their SAG cards. Uh, you know, and of course, and, they're not at all. Right. And, you know, the, sca- mm. the SAG card, it's a Screen Actors Guild card. It is the union in Hollywood for actors. And that opens the door. Having that SAG card just completely opens the door for you in Hollywood. Because yeah. a lot of movies are union jobs. And you can't you can't right. work on the movie unless you're part and, of the and union. Then it guarantees yep. your wage and there's health insurance yes. and there's yep. you know like it's a union like any other good union is meant to be protect the worker. Right. And so there's an actress she's not telling her name. Yeah. But she's telling the Hollywood reporter that she was in line in late 2018 and she saw Scientology members coming up to actors and telling them skip the line. Come join oh. us. We'll get you working right away. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now, central casting reps would come outside to warn the actors that the Scientology people weren't affiliated with central casting and that they were like, you know, please ignore them. But if you're new, you know, kind of fresh, fresh and bushy tailed to like get well, a job. I'm glad the Hollywood Reporter is doing I this am story too. because they probably they've known about it and they could have written about it a long time ago. Mm hmm. Yeah. So this is a this is an issue that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Well, right. To yeah. warn people, young people who are starting out. And they could have written this story, you know, quite a while ago. Oh, of but course. I mean, they've been kind of... I feel like they're getting more ballsy. Maybe. Writing about Scientology, don't you? For sure. They oh, have. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, and they were talking about one of the things in this uh, Hollywood Reporter thing is that, you know, you mentioned Scientology having these videos and things with huge production values. Well, you know, they cut corners... By hiring Sea Org individuals who are in the Church of Scientology mm-hmm. working for, for like nothing. nothing, pennies on the dollars, yes. to make this stuff actually happen. So they're not they're use- not using the, these actors that they're saying because they don't want to pay anybody. No, should you right. have a SAG card, but they don't want to they don't want to let you know. Oh, these we only pay a hundred dollars a week, right, for sixty hours of work, right, right. Right. So, which is illegal and right. and unethical and so yeah. many other things. So, you know, it's really this Hollywood Reporter article really worth the read. And, and just some of the really insidious things that Scientology has done to try to recruit new members into their organization. Calling out Scott Rudin, the bully, yeah. and now Scientology, the bully, and taking advantage. Because think about how many newbies, fresh people come into Hollywood, make their way. They have no idea... They don't. I'm don't. I'm sure they don't say the casting call is at the celebrity center. I'm sure they oh, no. disguise it with the street right. address. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. lord. Oh, let us not forget it's that time of the week. And your theory is, as opposed to that time of the month. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's in a couple weeks. That's right. <laughs> okay. Good here's, to know, Holly. Here's a theory for you. Okay. Um, just, you know... Oh, dear. She's you know, making it up. Okay, no, when she pauses like this, I, she's no. trying to figure out how to say... Companies like Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, the theory is they 
to mine your data, what they think they know about you, what they do know about you, my theory is they don't need much. And guess what happens? Tel Aviv University, I'm reading something for the study of DA. I'm reading the terribly boring journal Telematics and Informatics. And I come across this story. Terribly boring journal that... I don't even understand the title. I know, I know it exactly. <laughs> See why it's not my favorite, but it takes just three songs to ID someone from oh, their YouTube, their Apple, loud. or their Spotify uh, list. Oh, leave me alone! Yeah, that's all. Three songs. That's is what all it takes they to, need to do a profile on you. That's all they need to ID somebody. Okay, so let's just think of your three that I always hear: mm-hmm. a punk rock one. Mm-hmm. Um. What are your three? An Elvis, and then you have a um, and either like a you know a, a kind of an R and B song. So either Silk Sonic or, or Pink Silk, Sweat. Okay, this is what we're in love to me. You know, I always yeah. have a good R and B in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I do. I like a punky. I like an eighties, and mm-hmm. then I like an R and B. I like a sappy. Mm-hmm. I like an R and B. And, and I like a sappy emo. Go back yeah, to the emo. I'll take a neat little emo. Uh-huh. Carpenter. Carpenter. How about you, Holly? <laughs> well, okay. So lately, I think that it would be classic rock, mm-hmm. hip hop, mm-hmm. and probably some dance music. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, you're in a party scene. Yeah. She's partying. And some days we do do the, like I start oh, yeah. with Robin dancing on my own or Machine Gun Kelly, my bloody oh, Valentine. I, love Gun I mean, you know. Yeah. But we do, and we have the sweet spot that we you, always and go And then back your to. YouTube knows what songs then to play them. You mm-hmm. know, then you'll get some more. But anyway, they're just saying that it's three songs. It's that's all they need in the digital world to learn a whole lot about you is just three songs. That's crazy. Can I tell you, I got really irritated about something tell trying us. to profile me. All right, so okay, there's tell a us. streaming service that offers you free content. And I wanted to watch something. Okay. When I opened up the app, it asked for my birthday. Oh, and I'm like, uh-uh. I don't want to give you my dumb birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was born yesterday. I literally put in the day before. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and now I'm locked in the kids mode. Oh, oh no. The algorithm has locked me into okay, the, into the children's cartoon. So Funny. And it's like, you cannot base people's taste on age. That is rude. Right. Or just three songs. Or three songs. You know, but okay, they, that is that so is funny that you're locked into the kids' zone. I can't get out. Yeah. No, that's funny. I can't get out. <laughs> they figured you've they've registered their new baby because maybe yeah. some people do that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, famous people register their kids' uh, Twitter and Insta. Right. They, oh my gosh, that, that just makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm not that fancy and I don't want to watch Baby Shark. Right. Oh, no. oh Holly. Yeah, no. So there is something to that theory then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's a uh, here's a um, study and I would like, uh, we, we need to change this. Um, half of Americans still don't believe it's a valid excuse to miss a day of work. And what am I talking about? A mental health day. I think that is very acceptable. Well, we've never... Um, have you ever just called and said, I can't go to work today? I'm feeling off my game? 
without I, having a physical attribute to go with it. You know it? what I have always done if I need a mental health day coming up? I tell my boss, I need a mental health day tomorrow. You, we have I'm worked here for 19 time. years. Huh? We've worked here almost 19 years. Have you ever said that to Nobody someone here? Nobody did this at Carlson. Well, again, that was 19 years ago, Lori. But it does. I. The thing is, I, I don't know why you're arguing with me because people should feel I comfortable agree, with but a I'm mental just saying, health day. But you're saying we should, but I'm just saying we have never done that in this job. Okay, bosses then could, and I. this is what I did as a boss. I of let my employees. No, Julia, I had a reservations department and I gave everybody their birthday off. State Fair Day and a Christmas shopping day. And I said, and if you need a mental health day, just tell me the day before. Right. People, bosses, people in charge could say to people, if this this is a stressful job, if you ever need yeah. to just. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I, don't I think know. it'd be great. I'm just saying we haven't practiced this, you and I. In- and 62% believe that they would be judged if they told their bosses that for a mental health reason. They don't think it's a good enough reason. I'm, I'm not surprised by this. I think it should change. I would like it to change. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised. I, I think it would work better to say, I don't feel well. well I mean, that's, that's more what ex- people do. People are, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm just do. saying. Yeah. But if you made mental health part of the workplace sure. culture, that would be like a good You know how you thing. do that? Four-day work weeks. Oh, <laughs> just implement yeah. them straight across the board. Holly, you're going Holly, that's our fast. platform. Yeah, I, I'm fine work. with that. A four day work week, I think the mental health of people would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think it would be But coming back, mm-hmm. you thank know, you, Holly. Coming back to work and everything, this could be a thing that companies could just look at and maybe change so that there wouldn't be so much judgment because there are some jobs that are really super stressful or people are having times in their life. And here's the deal if you need a mental health day, Maybe you're a seeing a counselor and then you're just going to be too upset to come back to work. Maybe you just need a mental health day. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy it so much more if you don't have to fake call in sick. Well, this is true. You have more enjoyment. This would be true because if someone sees you out and about shopping at Target on your mental health day, day, you don't mm-hmm. have to cough. Yeah, you <laughs> don't have mask. to feel bad about it. <laughs> you don't have to duck and run. Yeah. yeah. You know, I agree. 100%. Right. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. But that. I mean, I, mean we, I would have to hide. Ugh. You can't even enjoy your, men, you know, your, unless you're out of town. Like the one time I called in you sick did from, from spring, spring break training. She did. For the Mariners. No, but you called me in from Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She called me oh. into Carlson. And luckily, that desert oh, yeah. air gives me a real scratchy voice. And I called into my own secretary. She did. And I'm like, Linda. I'm sick, but I'm not really sick. But tell Brian. I worked with you today. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's funny. And then I just prayed I would make my And then I think a lot of people, you know, if you had young children who get sick, you would feel like you can't take it because you're taking, you're saving your days when your kids are sick. Yeah. And right now, like my neighbor's a school teacher and now the kids want someone had COVID in the class. So now all the parents who went back to work now have to. Figure yeah. out daycare for the next two weeks. You know what I mean? It's just because people usually get like maybe six, seven, eight. That's trying days, on people. Sick days. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't use those, but if you could use them for mental health, I mean, it would be people would be more productive, more happy. I would just like to see a more compassionate workplace, Julia. All right. Okay. And I want a four day work week. Yeah. Well, We're going to work on these. Yeah. Julia, that one is. 
you're trying to get that for yourself. Luckily, you have a lot of vacation days and you could just make that happen. I am. Yeah. But that is something I think that we've talked about, though. They're doing studies a, it on is it. A, it is a true theory. That, it is. That is. But uh, unfortunately, we're not there yet. We're not in a Scandinavian country. Let's just take it baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Now, millennial parents say 2020 has made them rethink how they raise their kids. Because they feel they have become more compassionate parents as a result of pandemic parenting. That it's changed them for the better. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And because there's been a lot more time with your kids. People have connected in different ways. More um, bonding. Maybe more, people learned they were really yeah. terrible teachers um, and... Uh, you and, know, and, that, and they that were really terrible parents thing. before, and they spent too much time at work and worrying right. about work, and not enough focus on their kids. I think, I think everybody's rethinking things after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, four I, out of five parents in oh. 2020 is making them completely reevaluate how they parent. I'm going to say 2020 has made us completely evaluate our relationships, completely reevaluate our work. It's been, everyone's taken a look at everything, but I also think parents are so thrilled to have their kids back in school and back in normal life again. Oh, yeah. You know, to have some normalcy in their structure. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they are hoping to stick with it. 73% say that they feel like Mm -hmm. they will be a better parent. Yeah. Better relationship I don't know how the parents did it. I think I would have been a mess. Oh, you would have been. I would have been. You would have been. You would have been way better than you would have thought. Yeah. I don't know. All your people, all your friends were in the same. Everyone was in the same sure. boat. There is something about that that were misery loves company. Different <laughs> levels <laughs> of it. Right. right. Everyone right. had different yeah. degrees, but it was a universal right. experience that we have all got yeah. to share. My parents, the, the my friend group, whose kids are you know out of college and mm-hmm. stuff, or just on their own in the mid twenties and things yeah. like that, they are all like. Been wrecks if we would have had smaller kids. You say that, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a person who has lots of millennial friends yeah. who have lots of little kids, yeah, you, you would have done better than you thought you would because um, you just step up. You're like, this yeah, is the way things the way are right is. now. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, that is exactly it. So go to uh, your room and put the duct tape back on. <laughs> 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 I would have stepped up with the tape. All right, we'll be right back. How old is that song? 15 years old? Almost 20. Almost 20. Really? I like it, though. I want to say happy anniversary to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. I'm happy holding up the photo of them. He looks Everyone like a smiling, look up, angry Lori, bird. Look up on the billboard. Lori's holding it up right now. Yeah. The smiling, angry bird. A smiling, angry bird. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, I'm just saying it's a great picture of her. She picked out the photo. Well, she's she's oh, got to oh, get a yeah. revenge in little ways, Julia. Okay. <laughs> oh my, how time has passed. No, Prince I know. William. Well, yeah. he looks good. I think he does. He I does. think so. Also, yeah. um, Angelina Jolie. I watched her be interviewed on Entertainment Tonight. Uh, it was from yesterday's show, but I watched it this morning. Yeah. And she's talking about the movie "Those Who Wish Me Dead," which is going to be dropping on HBO. On, I believe, May 14th. Yes. And it does look really good. And um, it does look good. It mm-hmm. does. Holly mm-hmm. posted this trailer a while ago, but she 
um, was talking about because she has played physical action heroes before. I mean, she, yeah, Tomb, Raider, Tomb Raider, Salt. Was Lara Croft. I think they're one of the same, but Salt was good. She's very good at action movies. Yeah, and she's playing a firefighter, like a, a firefighter Ranger. that fights no, the fights in the woods, the wildfire. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so different mm-hmm. than a city. And uh, she said she was drawn to her character. Because her character uh, has PTSD, and she said, my character taught me how to stand back up. It was a very healing movie, and it was the, her first movie she did after leaving mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Boy, they, it takes a long time sometimes for these movies to come out. So she said, she's been very healing for me because you just get so broken, and then you stand back up. Hannah is a very broken person who carries a great deal of guilt. Oh. Oh. So. All right. I'm drawn to people who've been through something and are broken, and then they find their way forward and overcome it. Well, that's unbroken. Well, and that's, but that's like so many characters in movies. Mm -hmm. That's just movies. But. I just, I kind I of, just love her. I just, just love her. I just love her. Brad, <laughs> you're such a drunk. I yeah. just love her. Brad you know, still has to have supervised visits. I think he doesn't anymore. I, I, I don't <laughs> think he, I think they're off of that. No, here's the thing though. She, I do think that they were madly in love with each other. I think they were. Oh, yeah. Madly I think in they love. Were. And then you have children and then you have health things. Yep. And then you, some, then, you want someone to change and be whatever, different, right. and they don't want to. Yep. And then that someone punches your kid in the face on a plane in front of the family. And, and then you're done. That is, you're done. Then and you're done. then you're kind of bummed out that they could never change for you, that they sure. decided to give up drinking and smoking when you'd been nagging them for like seven years. But see, nagging never works. Someone Sometimes to, it does. It does well, with children. Oh, do you think so? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. My kids okay. do things because I nag the crap out of them. Well, that's kids, but I'm talking well, about said your sometimes, partner. I said sometimes with children. That's all I meant. Oh. No, it doesn't help with... No. Have you ever successfully nagged a romantic partner to... No, that's when you just... No. You're like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Not yeah. at all. So, anyway, but, but I... nagging does work with kids. Yeah. I hope that she, Brad, you know, get to a good place for those kids, you know? 100%. That's... that's As somebody, like, I mean, you know, like my dad, it's like World War 17 with my mom. Do you know how long they've been divorced? Literally. I mean, so long. My parents, my parents, your parents were great. My parents got to a place of peace because they hated each other at the beginning. But they got there and it was so wonderful for all of us. Because we could all be together. We could all be together. And they would kind of get a joke out of it because they made us for crying out loud. No one's going to love your kids as much as the parents do. I'm going to say that to my dad. Dad, you're denying me my love child status. Well, right. And no, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's just wrong to hold a grudge this long. People are funny, and they do that, though, Julia. Yeah, I they, just... The grudges, they, that's a real That's thing. something for your kids, and Ann Tressler preaches this. Yeah. Put your kids first. Julia, but when your kids are older, when Doesn't you break matter. up... Doesn't matter. You still... But there's not as much motivation for that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. And then people get into a habit, and, you know... I, I, 
Northern Minnesota, people in the Northland okay, this can carry grudges. This, this, they, I kind of like Italy. It's yeah. around the same spot on the, the yeah. same latitude. latitude. There's some grudge holding that's going on. <laughs> Passive aggressive grudges? Yes. yes. <laughs> Very Jeez. much so. I just really... I was grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my relationship with my ex. Oh, you, you know, Julie, you have like a, like you guys, you and Bill have an amazing. We've done good. Yeah. I mean, for. But you're both divorced kids. And we so are. And knew. we share a property together yeah. that we have to get along. And we always have. And we have put the kid. We never put them in the middle. I should make a movie about you. Really. It could be a documentary. Bill, you guys are, are you so listening? good at it. No, the couple really shared are. a cabin in the woods. No, because I can't imagine <laughs> what we say to each other, not in front of our kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it is. It's something I'm proud of. I it's have like to admit. Daniel Kaluuya when he said, Mom, you and Dad had right. sex and here I am no. on the Oscar stage. That was so oh, cute. His yeah, face. it's something you can be proud of. Yes. I'm proud that we are amicable because it's made it easy for everybody around us. I would say that you're fr- you're well, friends. kind of friends. That's what I feel like. Well, Every time I eavesdrop on it, I say, oh, look at those no, two cute friends. We have funny conversations. Yeah. But no. Because you're friends yeah. in that way that yeah, you are. are fond of each other. You yeah. don't hate each other. We don't all. hate each other. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Anywho. My dad is just like, you know, like, he, his, like that the nice weddings, remember? Oh, my the God. The weddings, he won't. He, I'd be like, he's going to be there. I'm not going. You must greet my mother. Oh, come on, Zipper. Come on, Zipper. <laughs> okay, I will. You know, just like really does not want to, but he will. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a total heathen. Just a halfway. Halfway. <laughs> Halfway heathen. Hope you're not listening today, Dad. H-W-H. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Holly. Off you go.